Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this preaching opportunity. Your words, my mouth. Speak, Lord, to your people. Move every distraction, obstacle, and barrier that might keep us from hearing from you. Your words, my mouth. Strong name of Jesus. People of God say amen. I need an encourager. Thank God for Barnabas. Among many things, our God is a great provider. None of us who have gathered, watched chapel, be it in person or virtually, can deny the power of God's provision in our lives. If we're honest with ourselves on this Lord's Day morning, we are here because of the provision of Almighty God in our lives. None of us would enjoy the blessings we enjoy, drive what we drive, live where we live, without the hand of God being open towards us. If we look over the length and span of our lives, we can all testify that our God has been a great provider. God has provided abundantly and benevolently. God has provided creatively and dynamically. God has provided enthusiastically and faithfully. God has provided generously and intelligently. God has provided miraculously and joyfully. God has provided providentially and supernaturally. God has provided opportunistically and tenaciously. Our God is a great provider. Who among us has not experienced the provision of Almighty God in some way, shape, or form? God provides allies, abilities, and answers. God provides blessings and breakthroughs. God provides gifts, guidance, and grace. God provides time, talent, treasure. God provides family, friendship, fellowship, fraternity. God provides truth, tenacity, and testimonies. God provides life, love, light, and liberation. God provides peace, progress, and promises. God provides rest, redemption, and renewal. God is a great provider. I wish I had a witness on this Sunday morning of somebody who could testify, I am where I am. I have what I have. I'm blessed the way I've been blessed because God has provided for me. When a door needed to be opened, God opened the door. When a way needed to be made, God made a way. When I was sick, God healed my body. When I needed 
uh, extra help. God provided just what I needed on time. God is a great provider. Come on, help me preach this morning. Y'all sit down. Y'all gone. God's a great provider. According to this New Testament text, once again, we find God doing the outstanding, phenomenal, and tremendous in providing for a person in need. According to this New Testament text, Saul is a new Christian in need of encouragement. You know anything about Saul's life? You know Saul was an infamous, skullduggerous enemy of the church. Before Saul became a Christian and follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, Saul was a notorious enemy of the church who was a bounty hunter trying to persecute and kill Christians. But now God has done what is seemingly impossible. God saved, redeemed, and delivered Saul on the Damascus Road. You allow me to pause right here. If God can save Saul, nobody is beyond redemption and salvation. God can save Saul. God can save Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. If God can save Saul, God can save the thug and the thought. God can save the hooker and the hoodlum. God can save the felon and the fool. God can save the atheist and the agnostic. God can save the proud and the prodigal. God can save the scandalous and the self-righteous. Nobody is beyond salvation and redemption. Don't give up on that person too soon. Don't give up on that marriage too soon. Don't give up on that son or daughter too soon. If God can save Saul, God can save you, I, and them. Saul is a new Christian in need of encouragement. Saul seeks to unite with the disciples at the church at Jerusalem. The disciples are less than hospitable, friendly, or gracious because they remember the old Saul. Just because Saul has been saved, Saul still has a reputation. Because of Saul's reputation, they don't want him to walk down the aisle at the church. Want him to sit in the parking lot and have worship. They remember what Saul did to Stephen a few days ago. They remember Saul receiving permission to haunt and persecute Christians. Consequently, they are reluctant and resistant to receiving Saul with open arms. And while the church at Jerusalem is distrustful, God provides encouragement from a man by the name of Barnabas. While the church does not want to receive Saul with open arms, God uses Barnabas to provide encouragement to Saul. 
And had it not been for Barnabas being used by God to provide encouragement for Saul, Saul would have never become the great Christian that we know today. Saul became Paul. Paul wrote more than two-thirds of the New Testament. Paul is named after churches all across the world. St. Paul University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Had it not been for a man by the name of Barnabas providing encouragement, Saul would have never become Paul, the great man of God that we revere and admire. Had it not been for Barnabas, the bridge would have never been built. The door would have never been opened. The way would have never been made. He would have never been embraced, accepted, and received as a man of God. We ought to thank God for Barnabas. Like Saul needed Barnabas, everybody under the sound of my voice needs a Barnabas in their lives. Tell the truth, none of us would be where we are without somebody encouraging us. We are where we are because God used a Barnabas at some time in our lives to provide encouragement. Barnabas might have been your pastor. Barnabas might have been a soror. Barnabas might have been a brother. Barnabas might have been a Sunday school teacher. Barnabas might have been a coach. Barnabas might have been a next-door neighbor. Barnabas might have been a church member. But thank God for the Barnabases in our lives who have provided encouragement. Who among us will admit that you are where you are because God used a Barnabas to raise your name, pray for you, encourage you, answer your call at 3 o'clock in the morning, recommend you for a job. Thank God for Barnabas. And while we thank God for everybody, I dare everybody to thank God for Barnabas. Because of Barnabas, you kept your head. Because of Barnabas, you persevered. Because of Barnabas, you went a little further. Because of Barnabas, you got the job. Because of Barnabas, you climbed the corporate ladder. Because of Barnabas, you graduated on time with no debt. Because of Barnabas, you saw it through. Because of Barnabas, you crossed the finish line. Because of Barnabas, you did the impossible. Because of Barnabas, you aim high. Because of Barnabas, you did what nobody thought you could do. Thank God! for Barnabas. Saul becomes accepted and embraced because of Barnabas. What does Barnabas do for Saul that Barnabas has done for us and that we ought to do for somebody else? It's one thing to be blessed by Barnabas, but now that we've been blessed by Barnabas, we need to be a Barnabas in the life of somebody else. Can I get a witness in here? What does Barnabas do? That is so important. First of all, Barnabas spreads good gossip. Preach, pastor. Barnabas 
knows about Paul's past. But Barnabas ain't focused on Paul's past as much as he is focused on Paul's present tense. Yes, Paul was there, Saul was there rather, when Stephen was murdered and killed. Saul received permission from the governor to hunt down Christians. But Barnabas ain't talking about what he used to be. Barnabas is talking about Saul preaching in Damascus. Barnabas is talking about Saul praying in Damascus and how he got saved on the Damascus road. If you're going to be a Barnabas, you can't just focus on the notorious, the skullduggerous, the infamous. You got to spread good gossip. And if there's bad gossip, my gosh, there ought to be good gossip. Tell somebody that your nephew made the varsity basketball team in the ninth grade. Tell somebody Iota Iota gave a free car to a family in need. Tell somebody about the good work that black folk are doing in these United States of America. Sometimes, can I preach this watch chapel? We are our worst enemies because we are notorious crabs in a barrel can point everything wrong, talk about what they ain't doing, what they ain't done. I dare somebody to spread some good gossip. Let me preach this way the Holy Spirit gives it to me. If you don't know any good gossip, you hanging around the wrong folk. If you can't spread any good gossip about somebody, about your organization, about your family, about your friends, ain't nothing wrong with them. Maybe something wrong with you. Tell somebody about good gossip, souls that have been saved. Lives that have been changed, lives that are being transformed by the power of the good news of the gospel. Tell somebody about the good things God is doing. Barnabas spreads good gossip, but he just doesn't spread good gossip. Barnabas believes the best. Maybe I should have put that first. Maybe Barnabas becomes Barnabas in the life of Saul, not just because he spreads good gossip, but because he believes the best about Saul. Church didn't want to embrace him because they believed he wasn't changed. He wasn't new. He really hadn't met Jesus and that he was just maybe a wolf in sheep's clothing. But Barnabas believes the best about Saul. Consequently, Barnabas accepts him, embraces him, and speaks up for him because he believes the best about him. It's easy to believe the worst about folk. But I dare somebody to believe the best about somebody. It's easy to believe the worst about black folk in America. But I dare somebody to believe the best about your people. It's easy to believe the worst about the church. 
Easy to believe the worst about politics in these United States of America, but I dare you to believe the best. Easy to believe the worst about Joe Biden, but I dare you to believe the best. Easy to believe the worst about those people that are close to us, but I dare you to believe the best. Maybe Barnabas became Barnabas because he believed the best about Saul. Some of you know I am a rabid, notorious Baltimore Ravens fan. Come on, talk to me. Six and three, AFC North. Come on, talk to me in here. We're going to make some noise this year. Prayerful, cautiously optimistic, but I'm believing God. And I'm believing Lamar. Y'all think I'm joking, but I'm going somewhere. Because a few years ago, Lamar Jackson, Louisville, Kentucky, University of Louisville, native of Miami, Florida, won the Heisman. And despite winning the Heisman, amen, folk in NFL offices, Brother Grand, wanted to convert a Heisman-winning quarterback to a wide receiver or a slot receiver, y'all ain't talking to me, because they didn't believe the best about a black man and his IQ and ability to lead a team. Somebody say amen to me. But thank God for the Baltimore Ravens, a black man by the name of Ozzie Newsome who saw not the worst in his ability, but saw the best in his ability and drafted Lamar. I'm going somewhere with this. And the people, the quarterbacks that got drafted in front of him didn't win the MVP, but Lamar did in his second year and has more playoff wins than the people that were drafted in front of him because somebody believed the best about him, not the worst about him. Sometimes if you believe the best about somebody, they may be a five, but if you act, treat them like a nine, they're going to act like a nine. If you treat them like a two, they're going to act like a two. But if you treat them like an eight, you treat them like a nine, treat them like a ten, tell them they're more than conquerors. You are a victor. You are a winner. You are an achiever. You're going to rise to the occasion. He, he believes the best about Saul. Believes the best about him. He spreads good gossip. But Barnabas has a stronger faith in God that he does fear of Saul. The church is scary. They ain't willing to embrace or accept Saul because he may do what he did somewhere else. And if we let him in here, he's going to tear up stuff. He's going to tear down everything we done built up. We've been here over 100 years. And if we let him in, 
It's going to be the end of the Jerusalem Missionary Baptist Church. Can't just let anybody up in here. If we make that mistake, ain't going to be a church. Thank God for Barnabas, who believes the best about Saul, who spreads good gossip about Saul. But thank God for Barnabas, who has a stronger faith in God than he does fear of Saul. And church, at the end of the day, it comes down, am I have a stronger faith in God? Or am I more scary about the souls of the world? If my faith is small, then I'm scared of Saul and everybody. But if my faith in God is strong, it doesn't matter who stands against me. Because no weapons form, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I dare somebody to have a stronger faith in God than you do fear of folk. See, fear will steal, kill, and rob. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Faith, fear says, I can't see it. But faith says, we walk by faith, not by sight. Fear says, what if? But faith says, even if. Fear says we can do it, but faith says we can because God can. Fear says, I don't know who's behind me, but faith said, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Fear says we don't have enough, but faith says God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Fear says, I don't know how, but faith says, I once was young, but now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. Fear says, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but faith says, God will work all things together for my good, for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Fear says it can't, but faith says God can and God will. Do I have anybody here who knows that God can and that God will? God can open doors. God can make ways. God can turn your enemies into footstools. testimony. Ain't that your story? God can and he will. I said God can and he will. You ain't supposed to be here, but God can and he will. Everybody is here because of some Barnabas in your life. Somebody believed the best about you. Somebody spread good gossip about you. Somebody had a stronger faith than they did fear. 
None of us would be where we are without a Barnabas. During this month of November, you ought to thank God for Barnabas. Barnabas spoke up for you. Barnabas recommended you for an opportunity. Barnabas didn't look at your past, but looked at your present and your future. Barnabas believed the best about you. Barnabas spread good gossip about you. Barnabas didn't just focus on what you did 20 years ago. Barnabas said, I don't know about that. But let me tell you what I do know. Maybe somebody this Sunday morning, you're not saved, you don't have a church home, but you're here, watch chapel.